We're gonna get a stick. Good morning. So good to have you here on this beautiful May Sunday. Um, We are also glad that those who are visiting on Zoom, that you're part of our worship as well. Uh, A couple of announcements. Um, Sticky buns are going to be picked up Thursday, May 6th. Uh, The new pickup time is 4.30 to 6. Uh, I just got that uh, this morning. Uh, this is the new pickup time. Uh, please wear your mask when entering the church to pick up your order in Fellowship Hall. I do want to thank uh, Kathy Whelan and Brenda Klazak for cleaning the refrigerator that we had donated. Uh, there was a picture in the newsletter, so thank you for cleaning that. We're going to be putting that in the parsonage. And any other messages for... Any others? Going once? Then let's pray. Gracious Lord, we're coming into your presence. So Lord, help us to put aside all of the things that have troubled us, all of the the problems, all of the praises and everything, and lay them at the cross. Lord, help us to praise your name in worship. Because you are our king. So let us sing, sing, sing. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Will you please stand? Wow. Everybody ready? All right, let's go. Sing, 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 and make music with the heavens. about you heaven and earth adore you and kingdoms bow down son of God you are the one you are the one you are the love that frees us you are the light that leads us like a fire burning Son of God, you are the one, you are the one we're living for. Sing, 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 and make music with the heavens. We will sing, 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 grateful that you hear us when we shout your praise. Live What's not to love about you? Heaven and earth adore you. Kings and kingdoms bow down. Son of God, you are the one. You are the one we're living for. Sing, 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 and make music 
Amazing love 
In all I do, I honor you. In all I do, let me honor you. May be seated. As we come to this time of prayer and praises, uh, let me just share one. Um, Today, uh, I have the honor of presiding over Shannon Zachman and Matthew Dove's wedding. Uh, It'll be at 2 o'clock today, so um, we will uh, be... um, joining them in holy matrimony, so keep um, the whole family in prayer, as the, also the bride and groom. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you have? Sharon? Uh, Donna Rogers has asked me to ask for prayer for her. She has a gallstone that is blocking her liver, and she needs um, surgery as soon as possible. And they're just waiting for a surgeon so that she can have this. And she is um, really asking for um, our prayers. Okay, we will uh, be praying for Donna and praying for healing, especially with this upcoming surgery. Uh, Any other concerns? Okay, over, over here. I have a prayer concern. Um, one of my g- good friends is right now in the Hershey Medical Center with COVID. Um, she's not on a ventilator, but she is having oxygen on her, so I'm hoping that she's getting better soon. What's your, your friend's first name? Uh, okay, well, we, we don't have to say. That's fine. Uh, we'll be praying for your friend. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank God that... Um, Pastor Rob was able to be healed. Yes. Because some, most other people cannot. Some other people can't be healed from the COVID virus. So um, just thank that God for that. Well, thank you for lifting up Pastor Rob because uh, the good news is, is that he's home and he's resting. And the good thing is uh, his oxygen level is staying normal uh, as he's exercising and uh, He's hoping to preach uh, on May 16th. Is that? Yeah, so uh, an incredible recovery from someone who was the sickest person in Lancaster General Hospital and now uh, is doing well. So we're, we're praising the Lord. Yes, sir. From watching the news around the world, I'm thankful for one thing most in my life, and that's my family right here. Church family, absolutely. We are, we are blessed. Yes, in the back. I just want to say that I, men and I are very blessed. Rebecca turned 18 years old on Friday, so. Uh, happy birthday, Rebecca, 18. Wow. I, where'd the time go? I know. Well, congratulations. Happy birthday. Any other prayer concerns or praises. Amy, any from Zoom? Okay, any others? Looking carefully. Then let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, as we come into your presence, through the power of the Holy Spirit, where two or three are gathered, you are here. And so we know that as soon as we pray, you've heard it. As soon as we reach out to you, as soon as we praise you, as soon as we send you requests, you have heard it. So Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, we pray for those who are in need of you this very day. Praying for the healing that needs to come through you. So those who are facing surgeries, those that are recovering from COVID, or those who are still fighting it, Lord, we lift them up. Lord, we 
Pray for new celebrations that are starting, whether it's birthdays or whether it's a wedding ceremony, whether it's a new job, a new start. Lord, we praise you. We praise you for remarkable recoveries. We praise you for a church family. Lord, we know that looking around the world, this is where we can come and we can share. Lord, we are not perfect, but we do serve a perfect Savior. You have taken our sins and you've made everything equal. You have no favorites. You just honor those who fear you, who do what is right in your eyes. So Lord, help us to do what is right. Forgive us when we fail. Pick us up again and renew in us a clean heart. So Lord, hear our prayers. Hear our praises. Hear the very ones that are in the silence of our hearts. And we praise, we praise you. And pray all of this in Christ's most holy name who taught us to say, praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Okay, before anyone... Okay, who messed up there? Okay, I'm looking through the Lord's Prayer. Hold on. Forgive us our daily bread. Okay, Lord... Please forgive, give us this day our daily bread. Okay, I'm just making sure that it was me that messed up. And thank you for... It was, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I'm, and we forgive you. And you forgave my sin as I forgive you of your sin. Okay, now Kathy's going to read. follow. Our scripture reading is from Acts chapter 10, starting at verse 34. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is the message of the good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching the message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying, that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name.
So one of the stories that I was reading about actually came from uh, Asian News, and it was written back in 2017, and it was about the untouchables. And I was like, what are the untouchables? And in uh, India, they go by the caste system. And if you don't know what that is, there are levels of caste system from higher to lower. And the problem with the caste system is that you can never go from one to the other. Once you're born into the caste system, you are there from birth to death. And you cannot intermingle, you cannot reach down, nor can you reach up. You're just in that system. And so it is surprising that in parts of India and Nepal, there are people coming to become Christians. The problem is, is that they realized that being a Hindu wasn't going to save them. Now, I'm going to try to pronounce this. I practiced it. Kathy heard me saying this all day yesterday. Dalit caste. Actually, if you look at the word, it's D-A-L-I-T. And if you try to get a definition of it, it actually means untouchable, um, downtrodden. It is the lowest class of people the caste system has. These are the deplorables. These are the ones that you could abuse and take advantage of, and nothing would be done. Even though, technically, you can, you're not supposed to do that, nothing's really enforced. And so, as I was reading this, it says that they started to pray to Jesus to save them. They realized that because of their suffering, their discrimination and the threats, life just can't go on like this. And so there were stories about this, of how bad it it got. There was a 21-year-old who was simply trying to get some water. And because he had touched a public drinking water, the senior caste members said that he had physically polluted it and spiritually polluted it and beat the man, and he wound up in the hospital. And then of a nine-year-old boy who was brutally beaten just because he had accidentally stepped foot into a higher caste system's kitchen. Fifty thousand of these Dalats have become Christians. In fact, it's gotten to the point that in Nepal right now, you can be a Christian, it is legal to be a Christian, you just can't tell people you're a Christian. We have churches now in Nepal, EC churches, that are being demonized because they're giving hope. Think about this in India. There are Christians, Indian Christians, who actually accept those who are in different caste systems. Because, listen to this story. Lal Babu Bikay, that's, that's his name, he says, we were more than 200 We have come together to convert to Christianity to save ourselves. We have practiced Hindu faith for generations since it was mandatory, but today this country is secularized and Hindu faith cannot save us. Those who torment and humiliate us are Hindus like us. 
By being named untouchables, we are judged from the bottom down. We can't even touch lower caste people, can't even enter their homes, can't touch public drinking water, and cannot have access to public places. So what is this belief? What, what are we certain of this faith? This is why we said, no, we have decided to convert to Christianity. We are in danger everywhere, and we are discriminated at any time. So we ask for the grace of Jesus because we have seen there is no discrimination in Christianity. We believe that Jesus can protect us. Can you imagine being in a society wherever you're born into that system, that's where you're stuck, and you can't get out of it? And now people are realizing if we become Christians, we can have we can have communion with one another. This is why it's, tr- it's turning up India's rule. They, they can't understand this. Why are you meeting with other people who are below you or above you? And the Indian Christians believe that they can do that because in Christ, get this, we're all equal. There are no favorites. And this is why Peter had to actually open his conversation with others. If you remember Pentecost, it was wonderful. All of the uh, believers who were, I would believe, almost all Jewish were following Christ. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they preached to the other Jews that were there from other regions talking in their own language. And the numbers grew. And that was awesome. And then one day, what we have in the Bible is that we have Cornelius, who is a Gentile. He's a Roman officer. And he believes in God, but he knows that there's something missing. And an angel came down and says, hey, you need to call Peter. Send Send some of your men to get Peter. And at that time, Peter is up on a roof and he's getting hungry. And he falls into this trance. And suddenly this sheet comes down. All sorts of animals and reptiles and birds. And the voice came to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared, I've never eaten that, our, have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. Now, in the commentaries, there's an emphasis that the, what Peter was actually slaying, saying is that I've never done that and I'm not going to start now. He's actually saying that to God. I'm not going to start that. Huh. And God goes, do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. And it's repeated three times. And suddenly it pulls up to heaven now. I've always used this as my excuse to eat bacon. Because finally, God said, you you can eat anything. Scrapple, no. But bacon, yes. Just saying, there's there's good pig and bad pig. I'm just saying. But Peter knew that it meant a little bit more. It wasn't just food. Because Peter realized it's not what is in the stomach that matters, it's what's in your heart. And so Peter saw the men, and he went with Cornelius, and he's starting to, Peter's actually getting this big picture. And then he realizes that maybe I've been wrong. I've been preaching to Israel because that's what I've been told to do, but now God's opened my eyes that I have to preach to the whole world. And what better place to start than with Cornelius? And so he's talking with Cornelius and he says that there there are no favorites. And so Peter had to realize that whether he's preaching to the Jews or to the Gentiles, who must hear the good news? Everyone. 
everyone. And so Peter's telling Cornelius for the first time about Jesus, how he was crucified, dead, and he rose from the dead, and now there is forgiveness. And so there is now a sense where the gospel is shared with everyone, and sometimes it doesn't communicate maybe the same way. You know, there are different ways we learn. How many of you love to read? How many of you are visual learners? I need to see it. And in fact, not only do I need to see it, I need to practice. So if, Dave, if you're going to teach me how to do insulation, I could see you, but then you'll have to help me as I'm doing it to make sure I'm doing it right. If I read a book on it, I would do it wrong. I mean, yes, I mean, I, I, I read because I have to for this job, but I'd rather see it. I, I need to see it. And then I need to actually have someone there with me. And so that's the same way with the gospel. It's the same message, but sometimes it has to be a little bit different for the person that needs to hear it. I mean, it's not, you can't really go into the Old Testament with Gentiles because would it make any sense to them? Not at that point. They need to start with the good news, with Jesus. And then hearing that, grace of the gospel. And so one of the things that Peter says to Cornelius is that God God shows no partialities. So if Cornelius is a Gentile, he should hear the gospel. And what's hard about this is that the Gentiles were referred to as unclean. Now, one of the emphasis from Tim Keller, and and I really didn't get this, but the Jews thought of the Gentiles as unclean, so basically they put the Gentiles in the same category as a pig. That's how bad it was. This is where the Gentiles would, I mean, the Jewish, the, the Jews would not even talk to the Gentiles because they didn't even see them as people. This is what was going on in Nepal and in India because the lowest caste system, they are untouchables. They're not worthy. You can't talk to them. You can't touch them. They're good for nothings. But Peter realizes that with his time with Cornelius, That's no longer the case. What God has made clean, let no one declare to be unclean. Now, I asked Kathy about this. Uh, Judy, I'm going to ask your musical knowledge. Because we had not heard this song, and maybe you have, or maybe someone else has. Beverly Lowry um, wrote a song called The Ground is Level, around 2000. And one of the... Verses in there, it says, rich man or poor man, bonded or free, the ground was leveled that day at Calvary. Does that ring up? I, I'd never heard it, but I, I, I saw this in the illustration. I was thinking, it, it actually makes sense. You and I are equal when we go to the cross. It says it, it's not, it doesn't depend on your background, your sin, your success, your failures, your race, when it comes to you and the cross, you are made new as I am made new. Peter proclaimed the gospel that day and realized the truth of an an impartial God. Paul would actually say this later in Galatians 3.28. There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither There is neither slave nor free. There is no male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. So this is where it gets 
messy. I've, I've talked about this sometimes. We, we're in a messy church. This is what every, every church is. We, we get messy because we have to talk with people that sometimes we have treated as unclean, as not worthy. And the problem is, is that people see us as holier than thou. And sometimes we can't reach them because we've already judged them. And so when we think about this, and one of the things that you have to be thinking about now, because I'm going to ask this question about, who do we avoid? Who do we avoid in church? Shouldn't we be open to everyone? Shouldn't we be telling the world about Christ? Who are we not reaching? Is it just people who look like us, or should we be talking to others? Do we, don't we have something to do with these people? I mean, remember, we're not perfect. And as Peter preached this, and he's preaching to Cornelius, remember, Peter also had a fault later on. Remember in the story that when Peter and Paul were talking to Gentile Christians, Peter was enjoying food with them talking to them. Everything was great. And then when the Jewish Christians came in, Peter didn't want to have anything to do with the Gentile Christians. He kind of put up that barrier, and Paul was like, Peter, what were you doing? Peter, you were eating with them, and now you don't want anything to do with them because you're upset, or you're gonna, you feel that you're going to upset the Jewish Christians? Stop this. A Jewish Christian and a Gentile Christian is a Christian. Sometimes I think we get into points of who's a Catholic, who's a Protestant, and then when we go in the Protestant, we couldn't even do that right. See, basically, God wanted one church, and what happened? People got involved. And then we started adding things to it, and then we got upset, and then we started to leave, Right now, on this planet, there are over 30,000 different denominations of Protestant. Because, for some reason, we can't agree on when to baptize a child. Birth or an adult. Sometimes we're concerned about which scripture to read. When I came into this denomination, I was kind of surprised, but it was their own thing, that there were some pastors, EC pastors, that the only, the only scripture you could preach from is the King James. And I'm like, okay, so, because, and I, and, and okay, during Sunday school class, no, forgive me, sometimes I have a little bit of sarcasm. I know that surprises you. So to those pastors, when they would say, well, King James is the only one that you preach from, I would go, you mean the one that Jesus used? And they would look at me like with this, because I'm thinking Jesus didn't use the King James, but what he's using is to reach people however they can. And this is why we have so many translations, which is a good thing. So if people want to read the King James, that is wonderful. That is awesome. If that's where they can get their faith from, awesome. There are people who read the NIV. I read the New Living Translation. My wife reads the ESV. This is how we grow because I need something that makes sense to me and so do you. But then to say what's right and what's wrong, that's where we get in trouble. Because we will say, well, this is right, this is wrong. You must be a heathen. There was an an old joke about two people that were meeting together. And they got in a conversation. And it went kind of like, uh, well, I'm from Missouri. Oh, I'm from Missouri too. Well, what church did you go to? Well, I went to the Lutheran church, so did I. 
Are you, are you talking about the, the Southern Lutheran? Yes, I'm the Southern Lutheran too. Well, the Southern Lutheran that split in uh, 1850? Yes, I'm, I'm the Southern Lutheran that's the, with the church of 1850. He's like, are you the one that supported Resolution A or Resolution B? And he goes, Resolution A, and the guy goes, you're a heathen. This is where we get to. We all think that we're right. The problem, the, the whole thing comes to is that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? Amen? You cannot get into heaven without Christ. And it doesn't matter if you get it at birth or at the final day of your life. Let me make this point very clear. And I'm going to share this story. I got to visit Lloyd Kreiser. And we were talking. And we got on to him missing Ruth. And I said, well, we know where Ruth is. And I said... And one day, you're going to be with her and Christ, and so will I. And he says, well, I hope so. And I said, what are you talking about? He says, well, I've done some things wrong in my life when I was earlier before I knew the Lord, and I just don't know if I'm going to get there. And I said, Lloyd, stop. I said, do you believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Yes. I said, do you believe that he's forgiven your sins? Yes. Then I said, your sins are forgiven. And I shared with him, I was young too. I did some things that I'm not proud of, and yet the Lord has forgiven my sin. And he recommitted his life to Christ. With tears in his eyes, he announced that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. That his sins are forgiven. And and it reminded me of the times that I've had those deathbed confessions. And praise the Lord that I knew that they accepted Christ. Because it does not matter other than do you know Christ. Did he forgive you of your sins? Do you believe that he's Lord and Savior? That is the important question. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we get so caught up sometimes on rules and, and sometimes we get carried away. We mean well, but we don't see the whole picture. We put blinders in our ways and think, well, how can I talk to that person or this person? How can they ever come to know Christ? Lord, forgive us. When we have judged someone, when it's not our job to judge. Yes, we are to reach out. We are supposed to help those that have sinned. But Lord, when we judge them, then we're, we're taking your job. So Lord, forgive us. You've asked us to preach the gospel to everyone. And it doesn't matter if they don't look like us, if they don't have the same skin color, if they have, don't have the same background, if they don't have the same economic status. That does not matter. You've proven that. We are all equal in your eye. We, you've asked us to fear you, to love you, and to do what is right. So Lord, on this day, again, help us to be bold in our declarations for you. To ask people, do they believe in you? And to share the gospel in truth and love to share it in grace. 
Because at the end of the day, do they know you? Do they know that you've forgiven them of their sins? Because you don't want to send anyone to hell, and neither do we. So help us to carry out that message to everyone. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So who do we avoid? In this time of reflection, who, who do we treat as unclean? And it's kind of hard. We kind of have kind of different thoughts. And yet, if we... I don't want to really ask this a question, but this is something internally that you have to think of. Who is it out there that we're thinking is unclean? Because Paul says there's neither Jew nor nor Greek nor slave nor free nor there is male or female for all are one in Christ Jesus. Doesn't matter who you mention. Maybe it's the Hindus, maybe it's the Muslims, but they need to hear about God. Your neighbor, the person on the street corner, the person waiting your table. And so I want to I want to give you something to think about. Oh, Ron, I think uh, I, I've talked to you about this a number of times. We met with someone this week. First of all, are you going to be honest? That's the first thing. Are you going to be honest in what you do? Honest in who you are when no one's watching. Honest with God when you're by yourself. Two, are you going to see people in your life, and it kind of changed my whole thinking this, are you going to see people as either a gift or a lesson or both? Everyone you encounter, are they a gift or are they a lesson? And then the third thing, which is most important of all, trust God. One last thing. Um, there was a I, Thursday night. Um, I was going into the store. I'm sorry, Thursday afternoon, and um, it's going into Redner's. And a person was coming out the the door that you're, you're not supposed to exit. And I could tell that he was kind of upset. And so he grabbed the door and kind of, you know, and I was just kind of backing away. And I went in and I thought something that I shouldn't have thought about him. And I immediately, it came back of, to be honest, and I had to apologize to God for my thinking and I asked and I actually prayed for him because here's the thing I don't know what he was going through maybe he had he had gotten a call that something had happened at home maybe maybe there was he gotten into an argument but I immediately judged him and I knew nothing about him chances are I probably would never see him again but I was quickly to judge and then I had to go to the Lord and say, I'm sorry. So in this, in this week, try to be pure in your thoughts. Try to see people as a gift or a lesson or both. And most importantly, trust in the Lord. Let us pray. Lord, You've asked us to love you with everything we have and to love others as ourselves. But somewhere along the line, 
Sometimes I think we forget to trust you. We love you, but we have to trust you as well. So Lord, forgive us. And help us when we're alone to focus on you. In our innermost thoughts, let us focus on you. Help us with things that we deal with daily, that we can be open and honest with you because then we can be open and honest with others in a loving spirit. So Lord, guide us this week by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Christ's name we pray, amen. One of the, let me just share one of the story, the, the reasons why I shared that story with Lloyd. If you make contact with Lloyd, I need you to reinforce that. So Arville, when you talk to Lloyd, reinforce that God loves him, that his sins are forgiven. Gene, the same thing. We, because I don't want him going back. We need to keep reinforcing. And we reinforce him with one another. That the Lord has forgiven our sins and we 
have his, because of his grace. Amen? Amen? Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we do love you. Because you loved us first, we thank you for forgiving us and for sending your Son. Now, Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to live that life. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I told you I